Today, we are going to be releasing a photograph of an individual who we believe is an unidentified victim of Mr. MacArthur. We have utilized numerous investigative techniques to identify this individual and so far have been unsuccessful. We have also shown the picture to numerous contacts within the community and have been unsuccessful. I do not want to release this picture and I'm doing so as a last resort. And that is Detective Hank Insigna. Uh, quite extraordinary what they've done today because as we learn, the death toll has gone up again and police have said they've discovered a seventh set of human remains found in planters that have been seized from homes where it's alleged Bruce MacArthur had done landscaping work. And while these remains have not been yet identified, pathologists are you know literally trying to put these things together. But as this detective says, they've now released a photograph of a deceased man they believe is an alleged victim, and they're hoping that someone will come forward who recognizes this person, but it is unprecedented. You just don't release the picture of a dead person. So it's quite an extraordinary step that we have seen them take today. I want to bring in Dave Perry because, of course, he is a former homicide cop, now CEO of Investigation Solutions Network. Hello, Dave. Good evening. All right. So have we ever seen, I know, I, I remember cases where they have released an injured person who might not have identification on them to try and get help for them by their family. But have we ever seen um, a deceased person uh, obviously cleaned up a little bit for, for the photography, but released to the public like this? Uh, rarely, Alex, but it, it has been done in the past. But under, just like we saw today, extraordinary circumstances when there's really no other hope of identifying who they are. And that's clearly what happened today. And so clearly they got this picture and and they're not saying, you know, the connections or how, but I'm led to believe it's because uh, the accused would have taken this photograph of possibly um, th- this person maybe as a trophy and that's how they got it. Well, that could be one of a few ways that the photograph was obtained and that's uh, obviously one of the horrifying um, issues that the police are are dealing with today and making this very difficult decision to to release the the photograph of somebody who's clearly deceased. It's a very rare move. It's one, as the lead investigator said, he certainly didn't want to have to do, Mm -hmm. but they're in a position now where they clearly have no other choice. And it's, it's very sad when you think that somebody could have gone missing and is now deceased and, and there's no record. There seems to be nobody looking for that person. And uh, this is the the final and last resort that the police have available to get them identified. Yeah, I mean, out there somewhere is a loved one who might be able to shed light uh, on this person and and therefore the contact or their link to the accused. But there will be many who will be offended uh, by this. And there's conversations of people who are offended by this. But I'm not sure what else the police could do um, in this in this kind of case. Yeah, I think, um, you know, people that are offended by this, I think. Maybe that's a, a stretch in terms. Maybe they're just more horrified than they are offended. But, you know, clearly the police have to do their job. They have to use every possible means to identify this person. And now that they've exhausted all of those means, this is all that they're left with. And just when you thought this horrific case couldn't possibly get any worse, we get an example of today how this might happen. And what's frightening about that is if you draw some conclusions from what they had to do today, you know, potentially MacArthur had a flavor for, or at least was 
targeting um, maybe also the home, homeless population. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you can just imagine how much more work that means that the police have to do to come to some kind of a final conclusion on just how far reaching this is and how many victims are, are still outstanding. And not to mention, and I don't mean to be macabre, but this is that kind of conversation. We don't even know if the body of this man has been found or if, in fact, that's a a photograph that was seized uh, maybe on a computer. Uh, This person could very well have suffered the same fate as others who have been found in in planters. Exactly. And uh, clearly by them releasing it, they, they know that it's connected in some way and you know, where they came across that photograph is anybody's guess, but I think the one that you're putting forth is a reasonable one. And uh, it could be, in fact, uh, that the police going through computers and cell phones and cameras and so on had recovered a photograph, and and they're, they're now trying to determine exactly who this is. At what point, Dave, does this investigation, and I know they've said that it could go on for years, but at some point, you know, Mr. MacArthur has to go through the court system. There is a statute of limitation as to how long he can sit in jail and not be uh, tried. When you have an investigation like this and you know that there could be victims and it could, as you say, take years because they might have to look into the homeless community, etc. At what point do they stop laying charges and get this into a court? Probably never in terms of laying charges. Getting it into court when they have their case reasonably prepared to do so. And, And there are exigent circumstances that exist in our criminal law that allows for the police and the Crown Attorney's Office to apply for extensions Mm -hmm. for getting somebody before the court. So as long as it's not deemed to be an unreasonable delay, and I don't think anybody for a moment would suggest that this would be an unreasonable delay to take whatever time it takes to finish the investigation. That being said, uh, your your point is well taken. It it could be the situation where we see a trial starting and murder charges being preceded in court and you've got an ongoing investigation into other matters and, and other yet unresolved missing persons and, and possible other murders. Sure. And I mean, I mean, a part of the conversation, I think, would be some kind of plea deal where maybe they negotiate, as we've seen in other cases, uh, where they may make a, a negotiation with the accused to find out information just to get the rest of the you know, alleged victims, um, you know, and that spares the family some extra pain. Yes, I, I couldn't imagine what that negotiation would look like. Uh, somebody that's already looking at multiple, multiple murder charges, a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Somebody who even in Canada will never, ever, even if he was a young man, would never see the light of day again, be incarcerated forever. I don't know what that negotiation would look like, but um, who knows what MacArthur is doing right now, if he's cooperating, and if so, on what level. And, you know, that all remains to be seen. And in cases like this, again, who knows? Um in some cases, you see where there's overwhelming evidence and this many charges, people in the odd case will actually plead guilty, mm-hmm. which is rare for first-degree murder and multiple counts of first-degree murder. But you see other ones where they think, well, I've got nothing to lose here and I might as well enjoy myself in court for the next few years. And they just run the whole gamut of a full trial. Yeah, I hope that's not the case. But, uh, you know, there's still a, a lot of unanswered questions and uh, a very tragic and horrific case. But uh Obviously, something that's going to grip all of us in interest for quite some time. Yeah, and quickly before I let you go, uh, the detective was pretty clear today that they are waiting for the warmer weather because they have a lot more looking uh, to do, and they could very well find many more victims. Absolutely, and and one of the things I hope everybody keeps in mind here is that uh, you know there's a whole team of investigators that I would I would guess the number would be staggering that are working around the clock and and. Uh, 
dealing with all these very difficult circumstances and having to go home and and be normal around their families and their loved ones. So it's it's a very difficult situation, you know, for the entire community and, and especially um, the the gay village and that community. But mm. you know, we we can't uh, not think about what the police are going through in a horrific case like this. They they have to do things that are, you know, very few people should ever have to see or do. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks so much for the insight. Always a pleasure. Very much appreciated. That's Dave Perry joining us. And for a guy in homicide who's seen his own share of horrific situations, even even the hardened, most hardened detective is shocked by this case. And it will continue, as will our coverage.